You're listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast, your home for the best of science fiction and fantasy with a twist. Whether you prefer your stories with dragons or aliens, your beverages shaken or stirred, fill your glass, relax, and join the conversation with your hosts, sci-fi and fantasy authors and proud Tipsy Nerds, Natalie Wright and R.S. Dabney. Welcome, Tipsy Nerds book lovers, to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast. (laughs) It's having way too much fun with her hands in the video. Anyway, we are back season three of Tipsy Nerds. This is episode two. And I don't know what to call this episode, Robin. Do you have a pithy name for this one? Okay. So we did an episode last fall. I don't know. We said we were coming back. We lied. And we, it was like the pandemic. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Time flies when you're just sitting around your house drinking. When you're sad and depressed. We did a pandemic special. This is like we're not saying we're coming out of the pandemic, but we're like sort of trying to live again in our safe ways. And so we kind of wanted to wrap up what's been a weird year for both of us, for everybody, and just talk about the media that we consumed during the pandemic. So the things we used to get us through some of the dark days. And we kind of wanted to give just a little update to some of you, kind of what we've had going on, you know, not to share too much, but you guys I'm sure noticed that we disappeared I went through a divorce. I got diagnosed with celiac disease. I was really sick for a while and didn't know why. And it was just very difficult at that time. And then the pandemic hit. And it was just very difficult at that time to focus on books, (laughs) to focus on anything, to talk, to enjoy and smile and laugh and do this show. And so, and Natalie had very sad, depressing, (laughs) like no one would have wanted to listen to what we were going to talk about for a period of time. Exactly. Um, so we took a break kind of to let ourselves heal and, and we're back now and we're stronger than ever. Yes. And I just felt like I needed to share that. <laughs> no, thank you. I, I also had a health issue that I was working through that to any of you out there who feel like the medical profession doesn't listen to you. That's kind of what I had for about three years where I was saying to people like something's not right. And because I'm a middle-aged woman, they're all just kind of like, eh, it's just, you know, you're old, you know, and they were just ignoring what I knew was not right. So I'm feeling relief that I might have some answers. So for any of you out there who have ever had anything like that, I see you and I understand you in a way I never, you know, I wouldn't have before, but it's very frustrating. So I've had that little deal going on. It's nothing life-threatening. I'm not dying or anything, but you know, it's, it's something that needed attention. But like a lot of people, I was working at home already writing and doing tipsy nerds. And then everybody <laughs> like invaded my house, everybody, me, my husband's working at home now and forever and permanently. And that's been interesting. Some of you may relate to that, trying to navigate now that like maybe you're working at home and you weren't before, or maybe you were working at home and your spouse wasn't, or maybe now you're both working at home or all of your work, all of that stuff was going on, you know, none of it tragic, but all of it, just things that we had to, to deal with and work through. And now my daughter is 2000 miles away and I'm coping <laughs> the best that I can. And now I am on the other side of some things. And I'm double fisting. <laughs> but I'm you forgot to mention you, you moved. Yeah, I'm living in Europe, which is very on brand with me. <laughs> I have been, in spite of some of these things, you know, 
I've been doing a lot of rock climbing and river rafting and really trying to live life. I'm like that cheesy, like post-divorce person who's like, you know, I let myself go. Yeah. So I've had a lot of big life things, some negative, but I'm on the positive end. And I am so excited to have Tipsy Norms back because I missed it. I didn't have the energy for it, but now I do. And it's I'm so excited to talk to Natalie again. I'm so excited for you guys to interact with us. All of it is so good. So thanks for being here if you stuck around or thanks for giving us another chance if all of a sudden your phone pinged and you were like, why? There's another episode of this? What is this? I don't even remember this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I hear this so much, Robin. Uh, There's no one else I love to talk about nerd stuff with more than you. And so it's always fun too to chat with you and drink Mm -hmm. with you. And we recently had an appearance together and it was fun to be, get the the band back together for CocoCon, which is, I'm in Arizona. And I think that that organization is set uh, around the Phoenix area, but it was people all over the world um, for a virtual con. And that was fun. And it was like, oh yeah, we just kind of get right back into the tipsy nerds groove without much of a, without missing a beat and doing some nerd trivia, which we might do with our listeners at some point in the future. We might do like a Zoom night where we have uh, some tipsy nerds trivia. We're thinking about other ways to to get back into interacting with y'all, not just on social media, but in a more like one-on-one way, maybe. I don't know. So one of the things we wanted to do was to talk about the media that consumed us or that we consumed, I don't know, which is better phrase for that. You know, I don't know where you are in the world and people have had various degrees of lockdown, but um, because of my health conditions, I don't know about you, Robin, I was very much in the, I'm not going to go out much zone for quite a while until I um, got the vaccine for sure. I spent a lot of time at home and a lot of time consuming media. How about you? I spent a lot of time outside, but I lived, I was living in Moab, Utah, which is a tourist town, but it's a tiny town. And so I was able to go ride my bike and rock climb and hike. It was very spoiled. There were nobody, there was nobody around. I could right. self-isolate playing out in nature. So it was very spoiled, right. but I did consume a lot of media too, because I was also like kind of depressed. <laughs> so it's like, I was either riding my bike or I was in bed at 2 PM. And so so I managed to pack in a full year in spite of a deadly global pandemic. <laughs> Let it be known that I'm a, a dinosaur, giant animal monster fanatic in general. And I've loved pretty much every Godzilla or King Kong movie ever made. So I watched Godzilla versus King Kong versus Kong. And I absolutely loved it. And I've seen like bad reviews and people who's cheesy. But this was like a bromance between Godzilla and King Kong. And I, I cried. <laughs> so, you know, again, my mental state, keep that in mind. What, do, have you, have you seen I it? have not seen that really like on purpose because I really love old school Godzilla yeah. and old school King Kong. And I don't know, it didn't look like something I would enjoy, but now I'm inspired Maybe. to watch it because of the bromance aspect that you just mentioned. Well, my sister sends my family a text and she was like, this is the shittiest movie we've ever seen. We stopped watching it for the first 20 minutes. And so I, I was actually on the airplane and I watched it and I'm sitting there, you know, in my seat, like, <laughs> like crying because I don't want to give it away, but it also doesn't matter. But like, 
you know, at first they're rivals and all of this, but then like they come together and save each other. And, and so it's like, the movie's not even about the people. It's about the bromance between monsters and it just pulled every heartstring and Godzilla looks like my dog. And so like when he does his like little Godzilla snarl thing and his lip curls, that's what my dog looks like when she's mad. And I don't know, I loved it. So Natalie hasn't seen it, but she's, she needs to watch it. And I, I would love to hear what you guys thought of it, but I was a big fan. So, oh gosh, there's so many things I love this, this past year. One that I loved in the fantasy realm, the fantasy, yeah, I'm going to put it in the fantasy realm, is The Last Kingdom. Have you seen this series on Netflix? No, but it's on my list to start. So first of all, it starts with Vikings. I'm already in. You say Vikings, I'm there. Okay, I'm totally there. But it's like, it's period of time in England where... England as a country is really just beginning to form Mm -hmm. and the Vikings are encroaching on the territory and they're so it's the like the Angles fighting the Vikings and it follows in a way just like this one guy who was not born a Viking but is taken in by the Vikings when his when his village is raided and his parents killed and he's raised by Vikings and so he kind of straddles these two worlds and it's historical and there's this little bit of magic here and there and it doesn't hurt that the main character is a super hot guy and you know just everything about it kind of like hit for my husband and I we loved that one and sort of in a related tone because I love all lore about Viking lore and also like Norse mythology have you seen Ragnarok but it's Ragnarok the show that I believe is it's made in um I want to say Norwegian it's not filmed in America. It's not written or created by Americans. It's it's made in the land of the Norse mythology. So it is super different, super uh, interesting in that way. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love to see shows that aren't made in America from time to time because it's just a real different kind of like take on the world. It's fun. It's kind of like, kind of like a YA Ragnarok. Hmm. I'll have to check that out. You check it out. It's really different. Cool. And I recommend it to anyone who's a fan of Thor and Loki in Norse mythology. I dig it. Yeah. Okay. So the second one I watched was His Dark Materials on HBO. Not watched that. Yeah. So I actually avoided it for a long time because my first series is Parallel Universes and I deal with Original Sin and all of that. And I was telling somebody about it one time and they were like, oh, that's just like His Dark Materials or The Golden Compass. And I was like, oh, fuck. And so I was like, I've never read it. But, you know, you get that imposter syndrome where someone tells you like, and I just was not in a place to watch it or to read the story. And I finally was just like, no, this is fine. I want to watch it. And one, it's very different from what I write. So it's made by HBO. It's super well produced. The story is interesting, but, and I haven't read the original source material. It's very telling. Everything is telling in the show. So if you're looking for a good showing show, I was kind of looking for the next Game of Thrones. This isn't it. But it's entertaining. It's interesting. The characters are intriguing. It's well done. There's like a talking polar bear, which is dope. (laughs) Um, The concept in the Golden Compass, like I read that book many years ago. I mean, not as a child, because I think it came out after I was an adult. But I remember having a hard time about halfway through that book. I just couldn't read any further. Like it felt boring to me. But Again, it's more of a concept, I think, at least from my perspective, it felt more conceptual. And I'm not sure that the, the, the storytelling could pull off the concept as well as I would have hoped. The concept 
is really cool. It's a plot driven story. And so yeah, it's not a character driven story. It's a very telling plot driven story. It's really well made because it's HBO. And so from an entertainment standpoint, a visual standpoint, um, you know, mildly entertaining with a lot of suspension of belief standpoint, I enjoyed it. I'll have to add that to my list. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm needing some new shows. Yeah, maybe it, it would be a good one for us to talk about at some point, maybe. I yeah, like it enough should to read do that. it and then talk about it and watch it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I'll have to give that story. It's been a while since I tried to read that series. I might come at it with a different perspective yeah. now. I'm going to put another two together. Okay. Um, the Iron Fist and Wu Assassins. So the Iron Fist is a story. It's a Marvel Universe story Ooh, about a character named Daniel who his parents are killed in a, in a plane crash and Daniel is taken in by monks into a monastery that kind of is akin to like a Himalayan sort of situation he here. Curly haired okay. white dude. Okay. Yes. I've seen this before and I loved it. Okay. Keep going. Okay. And I, you know, I didn't dislike it, but okay. The guy who plays Daniel also played the Knight of flowers, um, L- Laris in a game of Thrones. Yeah. Very super cute. Mm-hmm hot guy who was lovers to um one of the Baratheon boys yeah. right I can't think of their name right now. I'm blaming the I'm blaming the alcohol but anyway yeah super cute guy but my god he punches so fucking slow I swear to god my fat ass could best him uh, that's all I'm thinking when he's fighting I'm like really so there's he he has this girlfriend who you know she's not his girlfriend at first but eventually become she becomes his girlfriend but she is like from Chinatown or whatever. And, and she has been fighting kind of like her whole life. And, and, re, and, and when they're doing the choreography, my husband and I always were like, oh my God, she fights so much better than him. You know, like she could kick his ass. <laughs> There's this white guy just like, like his punches are almost in slow motion and it's so unbelievable that he would be a fighter anyway that was my problem with the story i'm kind of like it really the second season was better but if you like that idea of like that sort of story then i highly recommend Wu assassin Wu assassin is set in chinatown in modern day chinatown in san francisco the story is more set more like authentically Wuja than the Marvel story that is trying to be that in my yeah, opinion. Silly that like curly haired white dude because I watched that show when it first came out and it's been out for a while but not long enough that like why do these people still think it's good to make a movie like that with a hero who's a curly haired white dude like <laughs> right it, it, but if you want some good fight scenes some martial arts fight scenes this is a much better March, but it's on Netflix. And so the two, I mean, come on, we have nowhere else to go. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if you're also not still willing to go bathe yourself in the Delta or the Moo uh, variant and go hang out in the movies, you're still doing the screen at home and you like martial arts, check out um, Iron Fist and Wu Assassin. But I would give Wu Assassin a little bit more of a nod because I think the story is overall better and fresher you know the marvel universe too they're pulling from these stories that were created probably in the 60s and 70s right so this concept of like the rich boy who gets a power it's like okay and i'm not saying i don't like tony stark but you know there comes a point where it's like batman tony stark you know and then this character and dr strange they're all kind of like the same character like you know same story different page and so i'm kind of over 
Marvel and DC right now and the all the movies they're making. I just want creative new things. And so, yeah, I'm kind of over it anyway. So, yeah, if you're over it, then just screw Iron Fist and go straight to Woo Assassin then. Yeah. I'm not oh, saying it's a perfect story because it's got a lot of problems. And, you know, the main character can't act for shit. But he's <laughs> it's mainly there to do martial arts. <laughs> yeah. so, so he's much better at that. The acting on his part is pretty terrible. But um, okay. the story is kind of refreshing. Okay. So my next one is actually a book. And I didn't read a lot over the last chunk of time. It, reading was really hard for me. It was hard for me to sit still. It was hard for me yeah. to focus. But I, I don't know if you know the... Simon Snow books by Rainbow Rowell. So this is like young adult fantasy and it's basically like gay Harry Potter. (laughs) So I'd read the first book, it's called Carry On. And then this, during the pandemic, I read the second book, which is Wayward Son, you know, and it's kind of like these wizard witch vampire kids in school. And one of the wizards and the vampire like realize they're gay and I don't know. There's just something really refreshingly lovely about it. <laughs> and the third book, I think Anyway the Wind Blows just came out. I haven't read it yet, but I read the second book in this series and it's it's not like the greatest literature ever, ever written, but it's, it's super entertaining. And I appreciate what it offers as some diversity in the world for young adult reading and that whole wizard school genre. So yeah, if you're looking for a fun, campy, this one is a little bit dark and depressing too, but just something light. I'd rec- recommend these. It's the Simon Snow series by Rainbow Row. Oh, I want to read it. Gay Harry yeah. Potter, I'm in. Gay Harry Potter. <laughs> oh my God, so many shows. I'm going to just throw out OA. Super weird, super interesting, super strange. And it really calls for a third season, but they're not going to do it apparently. I'm hoping somebody picks it up at some point and finishes the story. Season one is a slow burn, super weird, hang in there. You got to get through four or five shows to really get it, I think. But by the end, you're like, what did I just watch? You know, in a, in a good way. And then season two is anchored by Zendaya, who is always good. And she's versatile. So that's fun. And then I'm going to throw in Shadow and Bone. Okay. Have you seen Shadow and Bone? Have you, did you read the book by Lee Bardugo? No. Okay. I feel like we should totally read this book and then watch, and then watch the show and talk about it on Dipsy Nerds. I agree. Because I, I mean, I remember it being a really popular YA series that I, it was always on that list. You know, I'm like, oh, I should read that. Oh, I should read that. And then I never did. Again, the show, I would say it took, it took us a two or three episodes to kind of like get into it but it has one of the things that I love in a in a feature that I tend to put in all my stories whether I mean to or not and that is by the end of the story I've gathered together this I call them the band of misfits you know it's like this group of people who are not unlikely friends and you know what I'm saying like they don't necessarily belong anywhere and by coming together they end up making a family and that this little band of friends, this little, you know, makeshift family, um, then is facing the world. So it's, it's something near and dear to my heart. And that is the piece of this book, the main character and her like story, I didn't feel as actually as compelling as some of the side characters. Like I totally was into the side characters more than the main character, which often happens. But anyway, I could recommend that series. I, I, I think that was on Netflix too, cool. but Shadow and Bone. Okay. And I now definitely want to read the books. I'm guessing she's probably a good world builder. Good. I'll check it out. So I started listening to, I haven't finished it yet. I'm listening on audiobook to Stephen King's Bag of Bones, which is a really big book, but it's 
I have read that. Have you? Okay. Yes. A, a while ago. I mean, like more than 15 years ago. Okay. So I'm about halfway through it. I, I heard it's one of his best. I have always wanted to read it. It's a massive tome. So I got it on audiobook. And I'm really enjoying it. I mean, I'm slowly getting through it just because I'm doing a million other things, but like, I really like it. And I think it's, it's creepy in a slow burn kind of way, which is nice. It's not like in your face and the story is intriguing. And so, yeah, I can't vouch for how it ends, but Natalie says it's great, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Bag of Bones. I thought it was one of his most literary yeah. books, and I mean that in a good way. I've noticed that. And the character in that story is haunting in and of himself in a very human, relatable way. Cool. So anyway, I I I can still remember reading that book. Like I remember his books get me that way. Like I can sit here and I can recall where I was, mm-hmm. what I was doing when I was reading it. That's how like indelible they are. Yeah. So I agree. Highly rec- I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Finish that book, Robin, because that's a good one. Good. Okay, I'm going to finish it. I have a guilty pleasure I want to mention, and some people hate this show, and I thought it was refreshing and funny and lighthearted, and it's not fantasy at all, but I'm going to throw it in anyway. It's Emily in Paris, and it is by the maker of uh, Sex in the City and some other shows, but uh, I think some people are like, oh my God, she's an American, and she comes to France, blah, 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 she doesn't speak French. And I feel like that was kind of the point. Like, that's the point. She doesn't. I think everything really that haters it. say is true, but it doesn't matter because it's entertaining. Right. It's not meant to be like anything other. I mean, first of all, if you love Paris and you love France, mm-hmm. or if you just want to look at a show that's pretty. Right. You know, you're sick of looking at your own four walls and you want to be transported to someone somewhere for a time. It's like that kind of show. Where you can, so like, cute. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, all these characters, I felt that the show kind of like, I read one review I read about it said it's all these cliches and it's like, yeah, but all the cliches, they were only talking about the French cliches. I feel like that show does double duty. It approaches all the cliches about Americans, which are also true. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything about Emily is a cliche about the way Americans are when they travel abroad and everything about the French people are cliches. So if you're okay with a lighthearted romp, with cliches about everything but also often bring through yeah <laughs> it's you know it was just a fun guilty pleasure I loved it and I can't wait for season two so I agree with you so here's here's my guilty pleasure which is maybe slightly different so I got super into watching shows like competition shows but for art like Netflix is blown away um which is a glass blowing show I binged that um, HBO has the great pottery throwdown, which is for pottery. I binged that great British bake off, basically anything where people compete for some artistic medium I watched. And then I got super into for a second. Like I, I was suddenly going to become a glass blower and then a potter and then a baker. I really got Did lost. Did you watch Forged? I haven't watched. Oh, oh, wait, the jewelry one. There's a jewelry one. Forged is where they're um, making s- weapons. What? It's a that. competition where they're blacksmiths and they're making weapons. Okay, no, I, I need to watch that. You so have to watch that because I guarantee you, I know you, you're going to go learn how to forge weapons. Now I want to be, I'll want to be a blacksmith. Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, why not? It's super interesting. Okay. Yeah, I love those too, Robin. There's- I think, well, obviously there's a lot of them. So a lot of us love that. Right. It's like you can 
it's, it's fun watching them be thrown all these tasks, mm-hmm. you know, that seem impossible and they pull it off. Right. Some of them don't, and that's entertaining too. But I, I love seeing what they come up with. And so I was a big Ink Master fan, which was the tattoo competition show. I think that's been canceled. Somehow I'm addicted to seeing people compete with art. I don't care about like people competing for like men or whatever on like The Bachelor or you know, I'm not gonna lie, there was a time I did see that maybe once or twice. <laughs> but like I don't care about that or Big Brother or these other reality shows at all. But when people are competing at the top of their game with art, I just am like hooked. A writing show like that would be the most boring fucking thing ever. I about you know? that. <laughs> yeah. I've been writing my current book. Let's see, I've been world building for five years <laughs> and I've actually been writing for two. Right. And I'm not done. So, you know, it's, it's like watching paint dry. It it's even slower. Than but um, like, there's like, okay, we have a competition this week. You're writing a haiku and it's like, <laughs> we spend an hour watching us like write our haikus and then fight with each other and act like we're the best haiku writers. And it's like, I'm already bored <laughs> and my haiku. Would right. So yeah. I know I'm bored just thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. So no, we're not going to watch that, but I, uh, feel like some of yours are very deep and I'm like, what's it all? <laughs> oh, and well, hey, I have Woo Assassin in there. That's not exactly that's true. It's pretty much just well, wait, wait for my next one. <laughs> so this one just came out and got terrible reviews and I had to watch it. But Amazon's new Cinderella. I don't know if you've seen that. Not, but I kind of want to because every night now and again. You just want to see pretty women in pretty dresses. That's how I felt. And I was like, I just want to be entertained. I don't want to focus. I don't want to. It got terrible reviews and people were mad that it diverged from the story. I loved it. It's like super cheesy, super campy, but it's like a feminist take on Cinderella. So at the end, she's like, I don't want to give up my dreams of being a fashion designer for a dude. And so like, I don't want to give it away because this is actually kind of fun. And like the fairy godmother is this like flamboyant man and the songs it's a musical but the songs are not like custom written for the show they're like from queen and abba it's like bizarre and cheesy and silly but i really liked it and i think it's a good story and it's a diverse cast and cinderella's a strong woman and i think that's great that young people can watch that and me and get something out of it so so did the child robin like it as well as the adult robin yes she loved it. Her pretty yeah. dresses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they're still nice that talk. So like as a writer, is it wrong that I make a whole scene just so I can have the dress? Right. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm almost to the end of, of my list. Let's see. I had a couple of other things. Black Mirror. I was late to the game on Black Mirror. I know it's been around a little while, but I had not seen it before. And then I think uh, their latest season came out sometime in the past 18 months. And so I binged like the entire show like from beginning to end in probably like a week. It was like, I lived Black Mirror and I'm a huge fan of Twilight Zone. I have probably seen every single Twilight Zone ever produced by Rod Serling, probably like, I want to say five to 10 times. That was my childhood. Mm -hmm. Star Trek and Twilight Zone kind of explains something about me. But anyway, I love Black Mirror. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. But it is, again, I love stories. I love where you can... uh, talk about all of the controversial, interesting, weird, wonderful things going on with human beings in our current society and do it in a way that's an interesting story without beating you over the head with it. And Black Mirror does that brilliantly. So I love Black Mirror. 
Is it something you've seen, Robin? Have you I seen haven't, it? but I've heard about it. And I know, I know some people who watch it and I've been told I need to watch it and it's on my list. I have a huge list and somehow I waste my time on like Cinderella and Godzilla, but <laughs> <laughs> that's all I've had the capacity for. <laughs> are ever wasting time with story. That's just my take on it. Yeah. And I, you know, I kind of get like a little pissy or angry sometimes at people who like dog on the things that other people like, mm-hmm. which I do that from time to time. Shame on me. But you know what? We like what we like and we don't always have to be watching something that's deep. Right. I don't, I just think that we need a variety of stories and story is story. Mm-hmm. So like what you like and don't like, you know, apologize for it. Yes. Hell yeah, Cinderella. Sometimes you want to just see pretty dresses. Absolutely. And escape for a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep. I think Black Mirror is kind of escapist. It's just, it. I mean, again, every episode, like there's this one episode, it's iconic. And, um, oh shit, what's her name? Uh, Miley Cyrus is in it. Oh, it's I a Miley Cyrus episode. Okay. And it, there's just something so iconic about that episode that she, it's saying so much, but in such a stylish and interesting way that, but it's definitely one where you can walk away from it. You can think about it for a while. Mm-hmm. That's one in particular that I, I, it really, you know, stayed with me. Cool. I have a few more on my list, but they're all like, I don't know that I feel like I need to talk about them, but I, they're ones I like. So I'm just going to name them and then to move through stuff. But I reread a book that's one of my favorites from my childhood. It's called From the Mixed Up Files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler. It's about two kids who run away and hide out in the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York and try to solve this mystery of a statue that came in. And it's a it's a kid's book, a chapter book, I think younger than middle grade even. Really entertaining. And I just wanted to reread it. And I did. And it was delightful. I, re-ra- I rewatched The Big Bang Theory again, just a fun campy easy show thoroughly enjoyed it again this go around I watched the movie Soul on Disney which is I think Soul it was Oscars yeah it was such an amazing movie so good and you know I think I cried so much in that one better too. than the Mulan movie so much better really than any other movie that's come out of Disney or Pixar in so long yeah I think yeah I, I really enjoyed it and I liked all the the meaning behind it and I thought the characters were interesting and dimensional and then the other movie just to throw out there that I watched was Promising Young Woman, which is not science fiction or fantasy, but it's like woman revenge to the max with crazy twists. There's just awesome writing and storytelling. So all of those, I won't go too much into, but I can recommend them all. They're all very interesting in their own ways. Oh, I'll throw out one more. Queen's Gambit. Did you see oh, Queen's yeah, That was so good. So that's another one that's based on a book, but mm-hmm. now I want to read the book. So Shadow and Bone and Queen's Gambit are two that I thoroughly enjoyed you know uh, watching on Netflix or HBO or wherever I saw them but I also they're based on books and now I want to read the books but Queen's Gambit is there's something about it I mean I don't know if it was the the 60s style going on or the the main character the actor that plays her and the way she is but I just fell in love with that um yeah. with that story and maybe want to play chess again so my husband and I got out of chess our old chess set which he's a fairly you know he's an okay chess player I don't have the patience to play chess I'm like I you know I'm basically bored after three moves maybe not even three moves I'm probably bored after two I'm bored so after I, I'm reading the instructions on how to make the first move yeah I mean I'm like over it and so like I made a cosmopolitan and he had a beverage and we're sitting there. We're trying to like be all like, you know, sophisticated and playing chess. Um, and he beat me in like, I don't know. I want to say like 10 moves. I mean, probably not even. Oh. 
it was it was a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I don't think this is really for me. No, although the show did make chess look sexy. And to all of you who watched it and went out and actually learned how to play chess, kudos yes, to you. You have more patience than I do. Seriously. I can be, I can't even, Robin, I can't right? even focus on like so much more so. Basically anything. I mean, this has been like that year where you know you're like making yourself breakfast, you get distracted, you come back and you're like, where was I? Where is it? You said something about last fall. That was like two years mm-hmm. ago. I mean, it, we're like beyond time, we're beyond space, we're just in this weird zone yeah. of who knows what it's all been very weird yeah like what was last nothing fall? nothing happened last fall robin we all like we just binged watch shit and sat in our house you know what i'm saying like nothing was going on, nothing was weird going on. World. in a way it's nothing was going on like it's yeah. it's just all been so bizarre but um i'm glad we're back yes i am too it, it you know and i think at least for me i'm to this point where you know we're probably at a new normal Mm-hmm. where, you know, unfortunately it's not like we're going to live in a world without COVID anytime soon. Right. So we're all having to get used to a new normal and right, exactly. so at least we can get together and we can um, nerd chat and we can read and we can talk and write. And yeah. It's perfect. Get back to what we love to do anyway. Yes, I agree. I'm excited about that. And hopefully, hopefully listeners also, our back are two, three, five, ten listeners. I don't know how many of you are. Whoever stuck with us, we're grateful. Yeah, some of you all stuck with us. I'm so, I couldn't believe that I posted something and people were like actually responding. I was like, oh, hey, y'all are still there. Okay, cool. We're here too. Yeah. Thank you, Courtney. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Shout out to Courtney and others, especially on Instagram yeah. and Twitter. You all like have conversed with us there. So we're happy to talk to you all again. Yeah. And we have some other big things coming in the wings. Um, Dune, we're going to tackle Dune soon. It's coming out and I'm super, I haven't been this excited for a movie in a really long time. So I hope it doesn't disappoint me. Zendaya, by the way, is like, she is what I'm basing my character on for my newest story. Like when I picture my my character, I picture her Mm -hmm. and she's probably going to age out of the role if I ever had this book picked up and then ever someday made it to me. Houston is going to be like 90 right. by the time this happens. She'll be Maybe too she'll old. have a kid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So day I have a kid just yeah. to play the character for my book. You know? But anyway, in my mind, that's, that's who she, she is. I, so I love her. I love mm-hmm. Zendaya. And I can't wait to see that movie, but we're going to read the book and we're going to talk and watch the movie and talk about that in an upcoming episode of Tipsy Nerds. And we have uh, so many books, Robin. Oh my gosh, I was making a list. There's like, I want to say 50, 60 books on this list. We have yeah. so many books. We're so reading books. again and we're pumped and we're so excited. Yeah. And watching things. And so we've got just so much exciting fandom and nerddom and literary wonderness. I don't think that's good, but it's fine. Coming your way. Right. To share with you. Yeah. And of course, as always, we want to hear what you all have to say. If you've watched something, read something, seen something, played a game, any of it in the realm of, of sci-fi, fantasy, you know, horror, whatever, the, the genre's wide, the genre's deep, nerddom, please let us know. We definitely want to hear about it. Um, yeah. Who knows? We may take a side path and, and veer off to uh, give us some attention on the Tipsy Nerds Book Club. Watch out for our guests that we will have from time to time. Kind of like nothing's changed. 
but everything's changed here at Tipsy Nerds. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. (laughs) Till next time, Robin. Good to see you. You too, as always. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Tipsy Nerds Book Club Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share the fun with your friends and family. Want a recipe for a cocktail you heard here? You can find recipes as well as show notes, episode transcripts, and helpful links on our website, tipsynerdsbookclub.com. And as always, join us next week for a new episode of Libations and Geeking Out. Cheers.